Welcome to My Bible Study, a verse-by-verse devotional study through the Bible with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. In this unique series, Pastor Bob takes you through the Bible just a few verses at a time. No preaching, just a simple Bible reading with examples and explanations of the meaning behind the Scriptures. My Bible Study will take you from Genesis chapter 1 all the way through the book of Revelation. Now, here is Pastor Bob Thibodeau. We're so glad you're joining us today. This is my Bible study. I'm Pastor Robert Thibodeau, and we've been going verse by verse through the Bible. We started in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and we are now today going to go into chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11. Praise the Lord. Now, as we go through this, you know, we have to go quickly. I go into as much detail as I can, uh, but it's important for you. This is just, should just be the foundation for you to study the Word on your own. That's the whole purpose in this. And I'm going through the notes that I've taken over the past 26, 27 years, and I'm trying to combine it all as we go verse by verse to give you a better understanding of what the Bible says and what these verses mean and what they're pertaining to. Amen? So let's start with Genesis chapter 11, verse number 1. And the whole earth was of one language and one speech. One language, one speech. God, who made man as the one creature with whom he could talk to, right? Back in Genesis 1.28. He was to take the gift of language and use it to divide the race for the apostate worship of Babel, right? The Tower of Babel. That shows you that man had already forgotten God. Remember, we just got done studying about Noah and the the flood and the repopulation of the human race. Now, they've all separated into their own little cliques, their own little uh, divides. They're still all one language. And we just prayed uh, in the, the National Day of Prayer about how when people come together and agree, it's touching anything else, that it shall be done for them. So one language literally means one dialect. There is a single family in one place speaking one language. Now, we know that Noah, Shem, Ham, Japheth, were all in the ark, all people of the earth, eight, were all that survived, and they truly truly did speak the same language. Amen? And as we said before, the Bible was not written in chronological order. So, at what point in history chapter 11 occurs, hard to say. Well, it was probably an explanation of some of the things that we've read in previous chapters. Uh, you know, details often overlooked. The Bible was not, was not written in chapter and verse. It was written as one continuous story, each of the books, and then they were divided up just to make it easier for us to read. But Genesis 11, uh, verse 2 says, And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. As they journeyed from the east, God had uh, restated his commission for man to go forth, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. It was in the course of spreading out that they came upon this great plain and all the events that we're about to read occurred. From the east, that means, you know, off the direction in the east. Shinar is a region near Babylon. And when it says they here, as, as spoken of, it means the descendants of Ham that we read about in the last lesson. You know, we learned that in our last session that the descendants of Nimrod settled in Babel 
Eric, aka Kalna, which was all in the area of the Tower of Babel, and this land was called the land of Shinar. Now, Japheth's children scattered and went to the islands. We learned in a previous lesson. It seemed that group didn't want to be near Ham's descendants, right? Yeah, yeah, we don't want anything to do with him. He's cursed, right? That was the group that built the Tower of Babel. So in verse 3, it says, Let us make brick. They said to one another, Go to, let us make brick, burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, a slime they used for mortar. Let us make brick. Let us build a tower. While this spreads in verse 4, let's, let's build a city and a tower whose top may reach up into heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered upon the face of the whole earth. Let us make brick. Let us build a city. Let us build a tower. So, you know, this post-flood group, under the leading of Nimrod, they decided to stop and establish a city as a, as a monument to their pride and their reputation. Remember, this is a group that's been cursed. They're supposed to be slaves to their brothers and their descendants, right? And they said, you know, not only are we not going to be a slave, we're going to go off on our own so we can't be slaves to anybody, and we're going to build us a city that, you know, we'll go up to God ourselves. We don't need them. We'll, we'll do it ourselves. We'll, we'll make this tower so big that everybody be coming to us because we will have the place to be, right? So the tower, you know, was part of the plan. It was not just a singular act of rebellion. They were trying to get a establish a reputation, clean their reputation up, I guess you could say, among all the family members. You know, human pride, human pride was what led these people to defy God to begin with. They were refusing to move on. Remember, go scatter into all the earth. They were refusing to go. They were refusing to, to scatter and fill the earth as they had been instructed to do. In fact, that was Nimrod's and the people's effort to disobey the command of God uh, in, in chapter 9, verse 1. So that defeats the counsel of heaven. We don't need to obey that. We can do what we want. They had to make brick. There's no stones out in the plains, no stones to, to build buildings with, so they had to make brick. They had to turn the dirt into brick. In verse 3, it says, They said, one another, Let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. For they had brick for stone, slime for mortar. Brick, the, the irony of the passage, they did not have the stone or mortar for building, so they had to make their own. They had to use makeshift materials. Verse 3 was probably really the first mention in the Bible about people making brick for building. It must have been very similar to the bricks we use today. They even bake them, right, in ovens as we do today. But did you notice that brick is never as strong as the actual stones? You know, you, you go out and you get a stone, you can build a house, you know, laying these stones one upon another, and that is a solid house. You make brick, it's not as strong as a stone because we can't create something stronger than what God did. Amen. In verse 4, it said, let's go build us a tower, build us a city, whose top will reach up into heaven. Let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole. That was their purpose, to be scattered abroad upon the face of the earth. But we want to make us a name here, where people will come here, so we don't have to go out. Right? That's their ambition. 
They wanted to bind their strength with the city and the tower. The tower means really a fortress. You can read that in Deuteronomy 1.28. It speaks of cities being fortified up to heaven. And they've all, they already said, whose top may reach to heaven. Not that the tower would actually reach all the way up through the galaxies and all that. I mean, that you know they understood that wasn't going to happen. They wanted it to be such a high tower that it would be a monument to their ability, one that would enhance their stature and their fame. That's their endeavor to disobey God and steal his glory for their own. How many monuments do we have today in this nation and around the world built to one man, built to, to bring up the pride and prestige of one man. You know, we covered last time, uh, I think it was, forgetting now, I want to say Pol Pot, but I can't remember who it was. It was over there in uh, Cambodia. And, you know, in an effort to keep him immortalized, you know, they had he had buildings named after him, cities named after him, streets named after him. But when he was deposed, one of the first things that people did was went out and started ripping down those signs, renaming streets. You know, just because he could force them to do it did not really you know, make that a permanent fixture. Let's put it like that. How many streets have we gotten in various places in the United States that are renamed in honor of someone? Right? It's been known as you know, whatever street for 100 years. Now, because we want to honor someone, they'll rename it. What's to say 50 years after this person dies, they don't name it in honor of someone else? All these things are temporary in nature and designed to do one thing, lift up the pride of the individual. Now, these people that we're talking about were not interested in doing what God told them to do, which was to scatter. They were doing exactly the opposite. They were seeking worldly fame. Uh, the, the heaven they were speaking of was the immediate heaven that they could see with their natural eyes. In other words, the area in which, we, in which they lived. Many teachers, many historians believe they built, uh, it's called a zegernaut. It's, you know, think of a pyramid, but it's got steps going all the way up, rectangular step tower, okay? Uh, the Bible was not clear in this. It just spoke of a very tall tower. You know, Jesus is the only way to heaven. He is our tower and our fortress, right? Anyone who tries to get to heaven any other way but Jesus is a thief and a robber. Jesus even said that himself. Anyone else who tries to get to heaven in any other way can be shot on sight. In other words, it's a death sentence. There is no other way to heaven but through Jesus. And I don't care what religion you are of, it is a man's religion, except Christianity. Every other man who established every other religion, be it Confucianism, Hinduism, uh, Buddhism, uh, Islam, all of those things were created by one person who died and is still dead. You don't have one of them coming back to life, offering proof, living among men for a period, and they say, okay, now where I am, you can come also. Once they died, they died. 
their bodies disintegrated and turned to dust. Except one. His name was Jesus. He died. They seen him. They wrapped him up in, in basically, you know, that plaster of Paris type stuff, you know, where to, and when back three days later, he wasn't there. And then he appeared to his followers, witnessed by thousands of people. And then in sight of them, went up to heaven with the promise, I'll be back. Right? Jesus is the only way to heaven. In verse 5, Genesis 11, verse 5, And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children built. The Lord came down. Coming down significant, right? God was already aware of their plans. But being a righteous judge, he wished to examine it closely. Not really to examine the building of the tower, but what their intent was. So he comes down to see what's going on. He knew what was going on. He knew what they were doing, what their plans were. Much like with the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. He just had to come down and see for himself. You know, he sees it, he knows, he understands, but he wants to it, it can't be as bad as what it what it appears to be. So I'm gonna go down there and check it out myself. I'm gonna go down there just to see before I make my decision. You know, it's kind of like a, a murder trial here in the United States where uh, they want the jury to go to the house or whatever where this has happened. They want them to walk through and see just how bad it really is before they make a decision of guilty or not guilty. And that's what this is. God came down. You notice in the scripture that God called them children of men, right? He coming down. He calls them the children of men. They were followers of the flesh, not the spirit. Big distinction there. Whatever felt good, they did. They followed their own fleshly lust. They were pursuing their own desires and not the desires of God. God's desire was go into all the earth, settle in all the regions of the earth repopulate the earth, serving me. Instead, they, remember we're talking about the children of Ham, they left, and I said, eh, this looks like a good spot. Let's go ahead and build us a city, build us a tower, all the reaches all the way up to heaven, and we'll make us a name. We don't want to be known by God's name, we want to be known by our name. So basically, you know, in, in verse 6, says, and the Lord said, behold, these people are one. They all have one language. And this thing they are beginning to do, nothing will be restrained from them, which they've imagined. In other words, yeah, they're going to do it. They will do this for their own destruction. Because I can't bless what they're doing if they're not obeying what I told them to do. They're off on their own. And because they speak one language, they're unified in everything they do. Remember, this is a biblical principle. Jesus emphasized it. You know, 
whatsoever thing you agree on when you pray, believe you receive it, and you'll have it. He was referring back. That's where it started from. Whatever things you agree on, it shall come to pass. And that's what Jesus, or that's what the, uh, Moses, uh, through the Lord, wrote here in Genesis chapter 11. That this thing that they are planning on doing, they'll do it. Nothing will be restrained from them, which they've imagined to do. Nothing will be restrained. They were so united, and they all desired to do one thing. That's what brings it to pass. They begin to do. That would only be the start. Remember? They said whatever they want to accomplish. No. It says whatever they begin, begin is a starting point. Whatever they begin to do, imagine to do, means whatever they purpose to do. Whatever they start, whatever they purpose, it will happen. These people that we're reading about remind me of little kids, right? One child will not get into too much trouble. When you add a second child, it seems like they not just get in twice as much trouble, they get into ten times as much trouble, right? <laughs> Especially if, if both of them are intent on doing something wrong, right? One boy says... I know we're not supposed to eat anything, but let's go get a cookie. And then the second one said, yeah, but since we're already here, let's not get two. One for you, one. Let's get like five or six. Then we'll, we can have a lot. Yeah, that sounds good. They, instead of just one little boy going in, looking around, taking the cookie, and off he goes and enjoys that cookie. With two of them, one's not enough, two's not enough. Let's quadruple the efforts there, and we'll we'll grab. We'll, why don't we just take a handful each and run off, right? Because they they reinforce the concept upon each other that one's not good enough, two's not good enough. Let's see just how much we can get away with, and then we'll just enjoy our spoils so much more, right? These people had evil hearts, every evil imagination. But remember where it came from. These are Ham's descendants, right? These were people who were cursed, and they are in rebellion. They were their their great great grandfather, whoever you know Ham was to them, Canaan. They are in rebellion to God, and it gets worse with every generation. You can see that in the United States of America. 50, 60, 70 years ago, there was a reliance on God. 90% of the people went to church on Sundays. Almost every church parking lot was filled. Businesses were closed to allow their employees time to worship. Look at it today. You know, 90% of the people in the United States say they're born-again Christians. But only about 10 to 15% go to church. Thank you for joining Pastor Bob as he leads you verse by verse through the Bible in this series called My Bible Study. We pray this study will bring you closer to God and reveal His Word and His will for you through the Scriptures. We would consider it an honor and a blessing if you would support this outreach with your financial offerings. We have partnered with Patreon to offer you unique gifts and benefits for various levels of giving. Please visit our page on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. 
That link again is patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.